welcome to all listeners and a big welcome to Franny Lebel. And uh, it's so nice to have you here. And I'm so excited to hear about your life. I, I'm super excited to be here. And I, I appreciate you thinking about me and wanting to um, have me on so I can share a little bit about me to uh, to your listeners and so on. Thank you so much, Anne. I appreciate that. Thank you for being here. And uh, please tell us a little about how how did you start with horses and, and what happened in short yeah. terms? <laughs> um, listen, I, I wanted my Barbie had a horse when I was young. I didn't have any horses, but I I desired a horse um, uh, very much. I lived in a city where um, it was not possible for me to have a horse. My parents were not really interested either to get me a horse. And um, I went to this uh, riding um, school when I was young. It was a special So I, I, I was sent to a um, uh, summer camp uh, where there were horses and I just like, I was elated. And um, the passion or the love for horses was even more <laughs> ingrained in me. And, but still, you know, I just would go riding and that was part of it. I kind of understood that I would never have my own horse until I was, oh my God, in 2007. So you see, I had been quite a while after I decided that um, I would want to be around horses. And this friend of mine asked me a really important question. She said, Franny, if, you, if money wasn't an issue and you could do anything, what would you do? And spontaneously, I think the, the words came out of my mouth before I actually had to think about it. And I said, I'd work with horses. And then she burst out laughing and she says, well, what would you do? And I said, I have no clue. I just, I just know <laughs> I'd work horses. And so um, I, I wasn't around horses. And I said, well, I, I need to get myself around horses because I started, it sparked something in me that was like, you know what, I can actually do this. I think I can do this. I'm an adult now. I had no clue how. So I started mucking stalls. And um, I had 22 stalls to muck. And I did that every Saturday and Sunday. And I brought my daughter with me. And I loved it. Like I spent my whole day at the barn there. I was not interested in going back home or anything like that. My daughter loved it. It was, oh, I was, it was my best therapy, mucking stalls. And um started writing again uh but more uh in terms of um uh it, it, i had a purpose of writing i wanted to jump and i wanted to learn all of these things instead of just trail riding for pleasure and my daughter got into that so it was a combined um activity to with us and she loved it uh and eventually i got my own horse and from there, you know, I, I always said I was seeking horses, but I learned later on throughout my life that they were seeking me. And every other horse that I got seemed to have been coming um, towards me or presenting itself where I had to consider taking them on. So at some point I had nine horses and I lost two this year. But um, yeah, that's kind of my story as to how I started, you know, how it came about that I, I got my horses and I'm working with horses today um, yeah. have my own place and so on so yeah it was um I kind of manifested what I wanted and um, the how was something that came up 
often. And for some reason, there was this little voice saying to me, it doesn't matter how. You don't have to figure out how. It'll just happen. Just believe it'll happen. And it did. Um, I never would have been able to imagine how it actually came. I wouldn't have been able to create that. So um, what I've learned is that once you really want something, just believe it can happen and let go of the details of the how. Um, and it will. You can manifest anything you want. If I did it, anybody can. <laughs> yes. It's fantastic. And um, now you're working with horses. And I know you, you're doing something very special. So please tell us about it. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <That's my> <laughs> yes. Yeah. You told me we all have a puppy. And uh, so, um, <laughs> it's, it's, funny. it's funny how it all started because um, as I was, I didn't even have my, my horse yet. And I was trying to figure out how I could work with horses. So I uh, was searching and I came upon um, equine massage therapy. And I enrolled in a certification program and I loved it, absolutely loved it. What I didn't love is working with horses in that capacity. And the reason being is that um, I was kind of just like a Band-Aid and um, the owners were very competitive. Mm -hmm. So they were not, not all of them, but a lot of them were not focused on the wellness of their horse it was more about fix them up quickly and let's let, let's get on with stuff right and this is where I got my first communication from a horse and, and I'll always remember I there was a racehorse and um, I heard help me I don't want to be here and I answered <laughs> I can't help you I don't own you and then I thought what, what did just happen? Like I answered yeah. the these and I kept on thinking, did I imagine that? Mm. And I felt very, very um, uh, upset about what had happened because I felt powerless. And then I thought, well, I don't want to do this work anymore. I don't want to hear all of what the horses have no. to say. I'm already feeling that what I'm doing is not enough. Right. Mm. So tried to stop doing that and in the meantime I connected with this woman that was had a really different approach of working with horses <clears throat> and she was um she had had been donated this land and what she needed to do was to um set it up for a sanctuary for horses and then I thought this is great this is great because this is where I would feel um, good about the work that I'm doing in their rehabilitation of these horses that have gone through a variety of things, right? <clears throat> and in the meantime, I took my level one Reiki um, healing. So I wanted to combine that with the massage therapy. And um, finally, it didn't work out for a center. She wasn't able to have enough funds and it just wasn't, it wasn't in her cards. It was just not part of her path. And, um, but we continued working together. She was at university doing her doctorate degree and um, had uh, developed a program, an apprenticeship to work with horses on an energetic level as a, in, in a ther therapeutic way. 
uh, for people to in a variety of capacities like we're talking children working with children we're talking um, uh, counseling for adults um, um, couples there are so many so many ways of working and partnering with these horses um, that it, it's it's open yeah so I enrolled in that uh, apprenticeship and I was mind blown by this and I was doubting my capacity in connecting with them in the sense that it's as if I didn't want to hear them anymore mm-hmm. as um, I didn't want to feel that I wasn't able to help them. But what I came to understand is that the ones that were going to be in my life were not necessarily needing me to save them, but they were going to save people. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah. So the, the approach is really, um, it's not therapeutic writing or anything like that, that I do, although that's one way of doing it, but it really, um, and it's evolved over the years because I created a program for the school um, and it was originally created for um, at-risk youth. And I wanted them to learn about um, how to empower themselves, how to understand uh, their leadership, how to have compassion, how to uh, <clears throat> be team players, yeah. how to um, all kind of social skills anyway. So, and I had created exercises with the horses <clears throat> that was, to enhance that or, or um, have them live these abilities and these capacities and the social skills that they have. And I always say that when you do it and when you're experiencing, it's a lot better than just being sitting somewhere and listening to someone telling you about these skills, right? So um, yeah, I did that for a number of years uh, with a variety of schools here. And my idea was really to change the educational system here in New Brunswick. And I had a really hard time to have anybody take me seriously or listen to me or understand the, um, don't understand the, the need for this. And so um, COVID arrived and uh, the schools were not no longer coming over. And in the meantime, I was working with um, First Nations uh, Indigenous uh, groups. They were coming here for some healing. And um, so I was dabbling into a variety of things. I was doing workshops as well over weekends. And I mostly had women. And it was for them to connect to their authentic selves um, and to have these aha moments about who they are and about the life that their reality really and um it was absolutely amazing how each horse was automatically stepping into a role to bring a message and at that time i was not necessarily awesome or great at um doing the work that I'm doing now, I, I've evolved. However, I knew I had all the knowledge and the education to be able to do it. But it, it took me all of that to really trust myself and believe what I was feeling and hearing and seeing. And so what it's turned into is I call myself horse witch. 
where I'm getting messages from the horses based on the energy that is present. And instead of working in a structured environment, I work very much at liberty now because I, I kind of learned that the horses had been, um, they all had a purpose at some point. There was an expectance of, of them doing a certain job. And now I wanted to give them an opportunity to choose to participate or not based on what they felt energetically between the client and, and them. And so whenever I go, I never know what's going to happen. I have no structure. I completely trust in my herd and in my um, animal spirit guides and um, in the ancestors of the land here and of in the universe doing its work energetically. And I'm always amazed. I'm still not. It's not as if it's like, well, I do say, well, of course, but I'm still kind of like, wow every time and it's such a gift to be in that position of witnessing that stuff and um so um the horses will for some reason i feel i feel something i hear something not in words but their messages i don't see anything but they're it's all intuitive and from there i question the client I ask I it brings me because sometimes I don't understand quite what the horse wants to do or where it where we're going with this so I need to completely trust them and then I ask questions and then from the client opening up and um sharing stuff this is where I'm going yes I totally understand where this is going okay mm -hmm. and then we work from there and um we get to a point where you know, there, there's some stuff that is um, very painful that resurfaces. There are some aha moments. And like I've said earlier on, where the person's actually either seeing uh, their responsibility, their ability to empower themselves, or see the reality of how they have been in their way. There's all kinds of things that surfaces, right? So from there, we work at... Um, where are we going from this? You know, I ask the client, where do you want to go with, with this? What do you want to do with that? Some are ready. Some are not ready to work through some of these painful things. Um, and so I just want to clarify, I'm not a therapist, but what I do is a therapeutic work in providing healing and clarity into people's lives. Um, what we do in partnership, the horses and I, is that we all have an inner light. And many of us don't see our light. We don't see our light and we need to shine the light. So if there's this small glimpse of light, which I call aha moments, when you're in a dark room and you bring the light in, the darkness starts going away, right? So mm -hmm. this is where we work together to have people's light completely on. It's not on dimmer. It's not just to speak. It's just really bringing the, the inner mm -hmm. light. And so we're in our truth. We're in our authenticity, we're in our um, potential. And so this is where I say from there, just saying yes, just say yes. That's all you need to do. And that's the hardest thing that people are, it, for them to, to get to that yes, mm. there is something very strong inside them, this darkness that I call that keeps them in that no. And um it's very scary because although 
the life or their reality is very uncomfortable, they're comfortable in that uncomfortableness because it's known. You know, there's no surprise. It's known. So anything that is outside of that, which is the light, the light shows everything. And not many people are willing to see the light, right? Because that's very scary. Mm -hmm. And um, so that's the kind of work that I do with uh, the horses now. And I do this online. I do this on site. I do readings as well, which how it works is that I'll just bring that client's energy with me and I go out in the field or in the barn uh, with the horses and then I just bring that energy and I ask to be guided uh, through the way of the horse to understand what message or what do I need to share with the client about their reality and oftentimes the client goes I don't know it doesn't make sense and (laughs) I thought okay what am I doing wrong? Maybe I'm doing this wrong. But sometimes they're so futuristic in that in the reality, people want something now. We all want something now, the instant gratification. And um, we need to be living through some stuff to get to what they're sharing at times. And um, it could be difficult also. I, I know the, the, the same way that that it uh, it sounds kind of strange that a horse can can do this work with you. But but when you have tested it, it it's uh, it's just being clear somehow. Yeah. 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 And there's this part of us that always doubts. Yes. Mm. Because. Um, Many clients that are doing this online and even here on site, imagine mm-hmm. online is even more difficult. You've experienced the online. We had a yeah. test doing this. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like you understand that, but imagine someone who doesn't is not quite aware of that energy is energy. There's no boundaries, there's no space and time, there's nothing. Mm-hmm. Like for you and me, this is a now. When you launch this podcast, it'll be now for whoever's listening to that. Mm-hmm. So there's no now restriction. Now is always. So the energy is now. So it's it's present. It, it has like, it, it's, <laughs> there's no boundaries. We are so limited in our concept of this here. If this is not happening here, if I'm not witnessing, if I'm not touching, it's not happening. And it is. And this is the this is where a lot of people are doubting. Like, this is, did this really happen? Is it possible? Or, um, and this is where the gauging of their readiness to work and to see the light is is a set. So once they're starting to question less and believe more, then they start believing more in themselves. Yeah. And um, yeah, so it, it's it's quite interesting. Yeah, right? and, and everything is difficult to understand. I I think. I mean, we are sitting here online, and and we can talk to each other. We are in two different countries. Why can't a horse and and the horses is all also energy? So it's it's somehow. You can't explain it, but but it's there. It's there, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. The how how I can explain it is from 
people's experiences and going, oh my God, I can't believe this. This yeah. was just, you're right. And, and this is usually the, the, the response, like, um, there is no way I can prepare and orchestrate what happens. I'm not that smart. I'm not that creative. <laughs> you know? What they do and what they, they bring out is like, how would you know that? Well, mm -hmm. I didn't know. Like, I'm just going along to with what the horse is, is sending me. I'm questioning you. And this is what it's coming up because this is what's supposed to be happening. Right? So, you know, I work with intention. And sometimes um, I say, let's set an intention for our session. But um, I've seen people that were so focused on that intention alone. And um, sometimes the intention we have is not what we need to be recognizing or um, be exposed to. There's a reality greater than what our intent is because you have to understand that the intent is very ego-based sometimes and is very 3D. And uh, a question or a solution or an awareness or whatever is very limited in terms of awareness and what is the capacity of what it could be, the potential of it. So um, when people are not getting their intention, um, I'm saying beforehand, don't hold on to that soul intention because there may be something greater that you need to be hearing, experiencing, learning, um, understanding. But um, most intentions are set. It just if there's very specific, like say, um, I want to know what career I'm supposed to have in one session. I can't. Let's work through through that. Right. Or I want to know, uh, do I stay in this relationship or do I leave it? Well, OK, so we're going to have stuff that's going to be happening that will bring a bit of clarity to that. But you can't have the intention that in one exposure you have your answer. Right. No. It's it's patience, and what I've learned is that we all have this path of life, and everything that happens. And many people for a very very long time, I wasn't able to say that and believe it. I, I said that's just like not true. Like how I didn't ask for this, right? And it's not that we're asking for our experiences, but we have to believe that the experiences that we're having are part of a soul contract of us being in this physical form on earth. And that through these tough experiences, we are learning, we're, we're working through something. And I can tell you that had I not gone through all of the struggles that I've gone in my life and the upcoming struggles, I would not be the person I am today. So when you see life that way, um, then what is happening, it's part of what I need. Like I, I would have wanted to have this and that instantly, but it, you have to. It doesn't work that way. No, <laughs> no. Right? so I'm not very patient. I've had to work from, on my patience. And a lot yeah. of people say, oh, you seem to be so patient. I'm going, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but. Um, so again, you know, the, the intent and the understanding. So this is where I need to be very clear with the clients I work with of the process. Right. And, um, I, I'm, I feel very privileged and grateful for witnessing, 
um, people becoming aware or seeing the light and um, seeing them make or decide to create changes in their lives. Mm. Um, I don't do anything. If anyone's coming to me and hoping that I'm going to tell them how to live their life or what they need to do, mm -mm, you, you haven't knocked it though, right? This is not a program for you. Mm. I'm going to support you and guide you and coach you through your discovery process, but I'll never tell you what to do. The horses either. And the horses, you know, I tell, I tell people, you can, you can have time with them and tell them all your secrets all your secrets they'll never tell me oh that's right yeah yeah and yeah. it's it's so needed just in this time as you mentioned uh, covid we are inside our houses and we we doesn't dare to meet other people and and yeah. everything is very dark in the moment i think so we re really need that light and that energy to be ourselves again yeah yeah we came here we forgot who we were we were yeah who we are yeah right some of us um there there are three three different um paths of life so there's a path of life where you just go about your stuff and you're not looking or searching for anything you're, you're content or whatever you're just there's the path of you're going to be struggling all your life that's a path that uh, chosen at a soul level a contract and there's the other path where you're in that um growth process and the processing and the healing and all that and so um you know i i have i don't have people people that are just smooth sailing they've decided you know this i just want a life that's just smooth sailing it's just nothing spectacular nothing great but i don't have it's life is okay right you see that um, the struggles are not that great. I work with the two types. The, the type that will always struggle, they'll never get out of it. And that's that. this is where I've learned to let go of the responsibility because mm -hmm. I felt frustrated when I would see someone, I would see all their potential because I see the potential in everyone. So do the horses, mm -hmm. but they don't, and they don't want to see it and they want to keep on living that life. And I'm going, oh, I know yeah. that contract and it's stronger it's much bigger than me and mm. my ability or anything at all that it'd be anyone that's that's their sole contract and i totally respect that mm. but the people that give me the most gratitude in the work that i'm doing are the ones that want to work through their struggles and um yeah, it's pretty amazing. I'm feeling uh, very, a lot of gratitude for that. And and it's through my own challenges that I'm able to do what I'm doing now. Because I'm learning, I'm, I'm, I'm coaching based on what I have learned in my yes. life. And I yes. had that awful of a life. But there are concepts of struggles that I truly understand. Mm. And um, when you're working with someone who understands, uh, we don't all have the same stories, but there's an element of association that you can have, which is comforting because then the other person knows that they're not alone. You know, oftentimes you feel alone. You feel, yeah. and you dare say anything because it's very embarrassing, mm -hmm. you know, just, um, yeah, yeah.
There's a story I want to tell about um, a young boy, boy that uh, came to work here. And this is my top story. Yeah. Top story. <laughs> we like to hear it. <laughs> oh, um, and it's really beautiful. It's a young boy that um, I knew, but he didn't know that I knew. Had had um, sexual abuse from a family member. Bright young man. Um, he must have been... 15 bright super smart just you would not know at all he was so good at hiding what he had that every time he came he did like i worked with exercises for him every time he came he 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 succeeded every exercise on the first try it was amazing it was just absolutely fabulous so one of the sessions he came, I'm going, I thought I'm going to make things a little bit harder for him. So I took a bag of everything I could grab in the barn that was really heavy. And I put that in a plastic bag. I gave him a saddle and I said, you're going to um, put the saddle on Chinook. And um, yeah, so he never put a saddle. He didn't know which way it went or anything like that. And I said, oh, sorry, you need to hold this bag with one hand. And so I said, okay, you can go now, do it. He put on the saddle. I was watching him, I'm going, I can't believe this. He was putting on the saddle properly with the right side and he did it with one hand. And this is heavy, a saddle's heavy. He put it on and then he looked at me and he said, is this good? I said, yeah, but you didn't tie the girth. So, you know, so he figured out, he didn't ask, how do I do that? He did it, mm -hmm. he did it. Imagine the power and the ability that this teenager has, and he doesn't even know it. I see it, mm -hmm. that on. And so after he was on, done, I said, so how was that? He says, well, it was difficult, but I think it was okay. Mm -hmm. I said, you did it so well, I'm really impressed. I, and you did it with one hand mm -hmm. and you're holding on to this bag that is heavy in the meantime. So I said, now leave the bag. Let's go take off the saddle and I want you to put the saddle back on, but you don't hold the bag. And he thought, okay, good. He put on that saddle, did it just like that. And I, I came, I went back to him and I said, so how was that? He says, that was much easier. Yeah, that was much easier. I said, so what you're carrying in your heart is a lot of baggage. It's very heavy for you. And I said, imagine what would life would be if you were able to just drop that that bag and he just swelled up i did too and i said so you're going to go with chinook and you're going to go tell him everything that you want to tell him and i said you're going to spell your spill your beans he won't tell me don't worry and he mm. smiled and he spent probably like 20 minutes with the horse and chinook was grazing he chinook got up and left and i went to see him and i said what happened he said well i was done talking to him and he never had to come back. The social worker said, we're done here. I don't know what he did. I said, I didn't do anything. But that's the power of, yeah. Well, so you, you can imagine why I want to tell this story because it is powerful. It's just beautiful. It was just beautiful to see that happen, to witness that. So when I say I'm grateful for witnessing amazing stuff, that's, that's like top of the line. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's fantastic. It it, it can save lives. Um, yeah.
yeah 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 that's a fantastic story and uh i just love it and if people want to uh, get in touch with you where can they find you Oh, um, so um, I've called my business Balance with Hooves, and it's because I want to bring balance to people's lives, but we do it through horses. So Balance with Hooves, and I have a website. Um, it's Balance with Hooves, all written together. Um, um, Balancewithhooves.com. And um, I have a variety of uh, offers. And uh, for anyone that wants to work online, um, what I suggest we do that you book a clarity call. It's free. It's 30 minutes about. And then we have a discussion about, you know, what the work I do. You ask me questions. I ask you questions. And if you feel that you want to move into um, a session or a package, uh, then I send you a questionnaire. And the questionnaire is very important for us to go over afterwards. So we have another call. It's free. And we review the details. This is kind of a live document that we can both use to see the progress or the change from where you were at and to where you're going now. So it gives the client and me an ability to gauge, are we on track? Are we still on? Or do you want to change anything at all that you thought you want to work on but now because of our sessions you've been exposed to something that is somewhat a little bit different from the original um, uh, focus and uh, we adapt to that so all programs again are not structured in a way that I have an agenda I, I work at liberty organically with the horses and I in complete trust so <clears throat> from that questionnaire we would identify what the client wants as a package or, and, and then we take it from there. Um, so it's pretty easy. It's pretty easy. And for a reading, um, a reading is an approach that someone can use. And I give them an opportunity to choose what they want to pay. So um, uh, I know that some people don't have all the funds, but I want to give them an opportunity to have something uh, to experience. So it's either $22, $33, or $44. And they can choose what they want to pay um, based on, on, on that. And um, like I said, I connect with the horses, I record the session of what I see, and I send it to the client so that they can also see um, where I gathered my Uh, the message from the horses and uh, oftentimes a client will see something through that that I didn't pick up on and so that's why I find it important to add on to that um, the video um, clip to to send to the client yeah that's fantastic oh and uh, thank you very much to be here today it was really a pleasure and always exciting to hear about your work Uh, so uh, thank you for showing up and for you listeners and see us uh, just uh, connect with Franny if you want to know more so uh, thanks a lot for today 
I want to thank you so much and for giving me this opportunity, the interest that you've shown, uh, you know, the opportunity to come talk about my work and so on. And uh, for the listeners, you know, um, being attentive and, and interested in uh, having listened to this podcast and the work that I do and so on. So I thank you very much from the bottom of my heart. Um, I, it's all about synchronicity and uh, I, I accept I accepted your your invitation with an open heart and uh, knew that there was a good purpose for that. So thanks again. Yeah. Thank you very much. And uh, for all of you, have a good time and we'll see you next week. <laughs> bye bye.